Good evening, dummies. Episode 156, Thursday, May 20th, 6.51 p.m. This is the second time I recorded this. I had one last night, and I had to hit record. So here I am talking to myself and screen capture software, and I'm doing nothing. It's a good show, too. It was one of those shows where you're like, yeah, that was solid. That was great. And then all for naught. Colorado Avalanche won last night, 6-3. to three. I was up till almost 2 in the morning. What the fuck is wrong with the NHL? Why would you put a President's Cup trophy winning team on at the butt crack of dawn? We're not a Pacific team. I don't understand why we have these hours, but whatever. It's fine. I don't care. There was a pretty bad hit in the game. Nazem Kadri, who is just a shitbag. The guy headhunts people. And, uh, you know, he, he was great in last year's playoffs, but he just completely opened up the blues to come back into this series. He, he just did an open ice hit. He led with his shoulder and elbow and just literally just leveled this guy. Probably whiplash, concussion probably shat himself on the ice. It was just bad. It was a dirty hit. And I am not so much a homer that I can't say it. There's some Avalanche fans who are like, oh, it was clean, and the Blues asked for it. No, nobody asked for that. That is just a dirty, dirty hit. And, of course, the refs didn't allow anybody to punish Kadri on the ice. They surrounded him and protect him. It almost looked like the president was being shot at for the Secret Service agents who came on. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying everybody collapsed on top of the guy to protect him. And honestly, they should have let him get his ass kicked. So we'll see what the Blues do. The Avs are dominating that series. But anyway, once again, you're not here for hockey. I apologize if I've taken you away from the mood of what we're talking about tonight. So let's get into it. What the hell are we talking about tonight? First, pipeline issues. Put down the pipe. And not the way you think. We were... It's not the Colonial Pipeline. We talked about that the other night. Something I've been talking about for the last like eight or nine months, even almost a year now, since Donald Trump basically told Russia to pound sand when it came to their pipeline and Germany and Europe having all of that throughfare from Russia for natural gas and oil. And there's something behind it, something Machiavellian. I figured I would share it with you tonight. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. No, this is not a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert. We're talking about New York and Cuomo and de Blasio thinking about doing a lottery for people who get the vaccine. Not a lottery to wait in line for the vaccine, but actually a lottery to give away prizes. It's ridiculous what they do with tax money in New York. And then next, I wish I had the crabs. I know, the titles. (laughs) I don't have a writer. I come up with this stuff all on my own, folks. I'll be here all week. Try the veal and tip your waiter. I wish I had the crabs. What are we going to talk about? Well, professors and scientists are now obviously social, soci- sociological type courses in school and psychology and social justice and women's studies. These are all woke type courses. But now science is becoming woke where you have to care about animals' feelings and that the spotted owl might feel oppressed if you call him spotted or her or it. I don't want to assume the gender of that lovely, delectable little buffalo wing deep fried with some teriyaki sauce and blue cheese, the spotted owl. Folks, it'll be a fun night tonight, and as always, we will dive into it. But first, 
At breakfast, a man asked his wife, what would you do, honey, if you won the lottery? And she replied, I would take half and then I'd leave you. Says, great. I won $12 yesterday. Here's six. Stay in touch. Recorded from an undisclosed location. Always honest. Always direct. So sit back. Relax. Don't unfriend me starts right now. Well, thank you, dummies. I appreciate you being here. And don't take offense if I call you dummies. The dummies are the don't unfriend me's. Barstool Sports has their, has their stoolies. We have dummies. We also have dum-dums here. Dum-dums are a special kind of sucker. We don't really like dum-dums. But dummies are fantastic. They are really what keep the lights on. My name is Matthew Spear, and welcome to the show, episode 156. And I am your host, And if this is your first time at Don't Unfriend Me, welcome. I usually don't say that, so welcome to the show. And if you are easily offended, this isn't the show for you. I will bring a balanced opinion. I am a Republican, conservative. However, I have voted for Democratic presidents. You hear that. That's usually like somebody saying, I have a black friend. But no, I have. And I do have some liberal policies. I'm actually an avid supporter of LGBTQ rights. I think we should just let people be whoever they want to be in their home and just don't force it down my throat, literally, unless I'm drunk enough. Give me some Barry Manilow, some baby oil and a back rub, and you never know what could happen. Social. You can follow me here on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, on Instagram, and Anchor for all my podcasts. Give me a like, share, and follow if you could right here, please, on the red envelope on YouTube. And then when you get to Facebook, do a like, follow. It really helps, folks. It shares the word. That is how you grow. Every time you hit a like, it helps your profile and the people who you are friends with see this show. So if you could do that, I'd appreciate it. If you can't do any of that and you're just like, I'm antisocial. That's fine. Go to don'tunfriendme.com. It's my website where you can get all of my catalog, my videos, my podcast, and everything else all at your pleasure. Sometimes I slip. I hit the wrong button. I hit the veteran crisis hotline. So that's why you heard it twice. For those not on video, this happens regularly. Like I said, if you're new here, get used to this. This production value is just magnifique. All right, folks, let's get into it tonight. Pipeline issues, and we've talked about this. A while ago, about a year, I talked about the pipeline that was going to put Russia really into a top two, if not three, superpower, and that the United States was failing miserably about four years ago, where China was overtaking us, and United States was a distant second. Well, Russia was coming up behind, and one of the things that would have caused this to happen was this new pipeline, which would create natural gas, crude oil, oil, sending basically energy independence for Russia before Donald Trump was even in office. And this would create a massive influx of billions of dollars into Russia. Well, that all stopped with Donald Trump. Remember the Donald Trump who was Putin's puppet, who put sanctions against Russia, went into Crimea, and actually funded and put foreign countries and foreign um, uh, UN 
pressure on Russia, the sanctions alone were massive. And then what he did was something interesting with the world leaders is he went to Germany and put pressure on Germany and said, don't buy any of the oil from Russia and leaned on them heavily. Now, of course, all those countries said, oh, yeah, we're not going to listen to Donald Trump. He's American president. But they did just that. And he expressed to them that it was in their best interest not to awaken the sleeping bear, so to speak. And obviously, at that point, the United States became energy independent, and we started exporting energy all over the, the world. And this was a great thing. But the Biden administration has just fucked that all up. And what's new? The Biden administration waived sanctions that I just talked about on the company behind Russia's Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline to Germany and its chief executive officer, according to a State Department report sent to Congress on Wednesday. The report, a copy of which was seen by Reuters, concluded that Nord 2 Stream AG and its CEO, Matthias Warnig, sounds like a Bond villain, an ally of Russian President Vladimir Putin engaged in sanctionable activity, but that it was in the U.S. national interest to waive the sanctions. Sanctionable activity but it was in our best interest to waive the sanctions. I would love to see how they unpack this. The move came as the Biden administration seeks to rebuild ties with Germany after relationships relationships deteriorated under Republic. Oh God, Ugh. let's try this one more time. With Germany after relations deteriorated under Republican former President Donald Trump, the waivers have no specific end date, but can be rescinded by the Secretary of State. I love how they have that clause. Yes, we can go ahead and re-implement all these sanctions simply by snapping our fingers and doing so. But that is the way things happen with Democrats, is they talk about the line you cannot cross. They talk about how they won't raise taxes. They talk about how they have get-out-of-jail-free cards. But all of these things truly are just empty promises. The initial action is usually the end result. When people tell you who they are, believe them. President Joe Biden, a Democrat, duh, opposes the $11 billion project that would take Russian gas from the Arctic to Germany, saying it is a bad deal for Europe. Great. Good job, Joe. I'm glad you agree. But hold on. This is Joe Biden we're talking about. Talk at the both sides of your ass, Joe Biden. The State Department also imposed sanctions on four Russian ships, including the academic Chersky which began pipelining for the project in Danish waters in April. It also imposed the measures on four other Russian entities, including the Russian Marine Rescue Service. But U.S. lawmakers who opposed the project said those did not go far enough. Senator Jim Reich, the senior Republican on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, said the waivers will be a, quote, gift to Putin that will only weaken the United States' leverage in the lead-up to the impending Biden-Putin summit. Senator Jean Shaheen, a Democrat, said of the pipeline, every option available to prevent its completion should be utilized. Wait a second. It sounds like everybody doesn't want this pipeline completed. Haven't I been saying that? And now the Democrats are on board? And Biden? This is fantastic. Great news. Just wait. Russia's state energy company, Gazprom, G-A-Z-P dot M-M on the market, and its Western partners are racing to finish the pipeline to send gas under the Baltic Sea. The project, 
now about 95% complete, would bypass Ukraine completely, depriving it of lucrative transit fees and potentially undermine its struggle against Russian aggression, which, let's face it, before Donald Trump there, the aggression was high. Remember the reset with Russia, the big red button that Hillary uh, laid out and had them push in the, the grandiose scheme of saying that Russia had changed its stripes? That was the first time that Hillary Clinton ever had her big red button found, is my understanding. But none of that worked. Yuri Vitrenko, the new CEO of Ukraine's state-owned energy company, Naftogas, what a clever name, said Nord Stream 2 is Russia's, quote, most malign and dangerous geopolitical project ever, and that Ukraine would ask Washington to fully apply its laws and impose sanctions to stop the pipeline. Great. Everybody's on the same page. For once, we have... A nonpartisan issue. This is good. I'm excited. I can't wait to read the good news. At the rate it is being constructed, it will be finished before the end of the year, if not sooner, analysts said. No time to waste, it sounds like. We need to put on heavier sanctions and we need to put pressure on Europe to not give in, to not cave. Joe Biden is our man. However, U.S. officials hope the move will give time for discussions with Germany on potential negative effects of the pipeline and provide some leverage to deepen cooperation on broader issues such as the pandemic, climate change, the economic recovery, and dealing with China and Russia. What the fuck does Germany have to do with any of that? They don't have a standing military. They don't export anything. And they are an absolute pimple on our ass. Why do we need them for Russia and China? Why do we need them for climate change? We have the rest of Europe. Germany is nothing to us. So why are we kissing their ass? Well, the reason is, is Germany has been pressing for the U.S. to allow for the pipeline, arguing that the overall relationship was too important to sacrifice over what Berlin has described as a commercial project. Okay, first off, it's Germany. Never, ever, ever do you call Germany Berlin again. You've lost that right. 11 million Jews and supporters all say, never ever call it Berlin again. My God, what are we in the 1940s? Quote, we see this as a constructive step, which we are happy to further discuss with our partners in Washington, German Foreign Minister Heiko Maas told reporters. Reporters, there's Bond villains everywhere. Russian officials signaled on Wednesday that waivers could help mend Washington's fraught ties with Moscow. Well, how nice of Russia to want to waive the sanctions that Donald Trump put on. Hmm. I thought it was uh, Donald Trump was Putin's puppet. If Joe Biden is simply doing whatever Russia says and his State Department is, is having their strings pulled, wouldn't that make Biden the puppet? Hmm. Let's find out. The State Department will acknowledge, quote, that the corporate entity in charge of the project, Nord Stream 2 AG, and its CEO, Putin Crony and former East German intelligence officer, Matthias Warnick, I told you he was a spy, are engaged in sanctionable activities. Sanctionable. It's validated. Sanctionable activities. However, oh shit, here we go. However, however, the State Department will waive the application of those sanctions citing U.S. national interest. Quote, and here it is, the Biden administration has been clear that the Nord Stream 2 pipeline is a Russian geopolitical project that threatens European energy security and that of Ukraine and eastern flank NATO allies and partners. 
The spokesperson said, administration sources contend any waivers applied to sanctions could be removed at any time. They also add that the Biden administration's goal remains to see that the pipeline doesn't go into use. So in other words, the sanctions were put into place for good reason. And the Biden administration considers the pipeline to be such a serious threat that they don't want it to go into use. So they're allowing it to be completed. Does that make any fucking sense? We don't want Iran to have a bomb because if Iran has a bomb, they'll rain fire on the U.S. So we're going to let them have a bomb in an effort to improve relations so they don't drop a bomb on our fucking heads. This is why you hate Democrats, not because of all the bullshit and the social justice warrior crap. And they're, they're, they're thinking that they're the smartest, most educated and that they're just holier than thou and woke. I don't care about all that shit. This bad policy, idiotic decisions. This is why I despise Democrats and everything that this administration stands for. It is the most ridiculous, nonsensical bullshit i have ever read in my life this is what the american people are hearing and cnn and all the constituents and all the freaking pundits are like yeah this sounds really smart what a great foreign policy are you fucking kidding me the slant from axios is that this is sop to germany standard operating procedure but it actually seems like the nation that primarily benefits from benefits from this is russia the russians will make billions they will weaken Ukraine by depriving them of revenue, and Putin will get more leverage over Europe, which will get used to that supply cheap natural gas once it gets going. Biden's capitulation to Putin looks weak because it is weak. It's also ironic. Biden is willing to allow the Russians to make all that money and the Europeans to get all that natural gas via a pipeline, even when it's not in our interests. But a pipeline that helps Americans? Oh, sorry, that's not allowed. You can't have the Keystone Pipeline. In his first seven days, he shut it down, losing thousands of jobs. Why? Because it's not good for America. But somehow it's good for Europe. Is he trying to unstabilize the region? Is he trying to create a Middle East 2.0? It doesn't make much sense. But what does make sense is the following. Walk me down this path. Riddle me this, Batman. Sesame Street this for me. Keystone Pipeline gets canceled, stops energy independence in the United States. It truly does. Texas is overwhelmed. Its infrastructure is not where it needs to be. The Keystone Pipeline was going to alleviate that pressure to give it to the northern and the western states and provide them the natural gas that they need. The East Coast was taken care of with the Keystone Pipeline, running 5,000 miles all the way from New Jersey down to Texas. The Keystone Pipeline would have made a huge impact on getting fuel from northern area of Canada all the way down to Texas. It was good for North America. But because some Native Americans were upset that their stomping grounds were going to be intruded upon, there was a woke culture that decided that this needed to go, even though Donald Trump created the ability for this to come on and, be, and, and to be developed and made. Simultaneously putting the sanctions on Russia and stopping and having conversation with Europe to get Europe to get on board, including Germany. And whatever he said worked because Merkel was like, fine, I'll do it. And she did it. And she didn't buy from Russia. This absolutely killed Russia. 
Whatever allegiance he supposedly had to Donald Trump, Putin has none to Trump. In fact, he has more reasons to take Trump out than anybody. Why? Because this was going to put Russia back on the map. This was going to make their military force actually relevant again, which it's not. They may have one of the largest militaries, but it's a POS. It's rust and paint put together with gum holding it together. So what happens? Well, Joe Biden gets in the office. Once Joe Biden's in office, you know they're going to go ahead and kiss Russia's ass. They did that with the reset. And when Obama, after a second term, said, or before a second term, said, I'll have more, you know, leeway. Tell your boss that once I get reelected. We immediately know that Biden's soft on Russia. Of course, because whatever the Democrats accuse you of is the opposite of what they actually do. It's who they are. So that happens. So what does Russia do? They get Biden. And immediately, within 90 days, the colonial pipeline is tacked. Why? By how? Like I told you, a Russian hacking group, this Robin Hood group, Dark Side, remember? Shut down the pipeline. Then what happened? Immediately after that, sanctions are lifted. You don't think, and I want you really to use that old noodle between your ears right now, that the State Departments didn't talk to Russia and said, hey, stop playing grab ass with our energy. And they're like, stop playing grab ass with ours. We have the ability to infiltrate all your systems and we will continue to do that. Get these sanctions off of our ass, open it up, and we're good. Nothing else will happen. That is what happens when countries are exchanging power. It's a power grab. This gives Russia the ability to fund whatever they want to do. And it is one of the biggest mistakes that we could possibly make. And Biden has literally fucked us for the next 50 years. Mark my words, within the next year or two years, Russia is going to be making money hand over fist. They're going to push into the Ukraine. They're going to expand influence in Europe. And they're going to start playing grab ass with American submarines and also our aviation over Alaska, over the GIA gap. And they are going to continue to push and try to expand. That is what Russia does. Pardon my language. On Wednesday, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, what a fantastic name, indicated he is looking at holding a lottery for people in the Big Apple who receive the COVID vaccine. Quote, we are talking about whether that kind of approach would add something. Why do they all talk like this? Listen to that statement. Quote, we are talking about whether that kind of approach would add something. Talk about a nonspecific, completely unintelligible quote. I can't wrap my head around that. What does that mean? It's like Jen Psaki took over his body. The mayor said this during a press conference and according to the New York Post said the following quote, we're looking at models around the country and a lottery type idea is real interesting. So we'll be assessing that and we'll have more to say on that soon. You said so much for saying absolutely nothing. As of now, 3.8 million residents in New York City, roughly 59% of all residents in New York, have received at least one dose of the coronavirus vaccine. Those who are fully vaccinated make up 49% of the population. Quote, every day we're seeing continuing progress on vaccination, the mayor said. I think the number one reason that's happening is because we've made it ever more convenient, more local, walk-in, mobile vaccination centers. I think all of this is making it real easy for people. I just love makeup facts. People have just, they just find it lovely. Well, have you talked to anybody? Well, no, because they're peasants. 
New Yorkers who receive the COVID vaccine have other incentives for which they qualify. And here are some of them. According to the New York City COVID-19 portal, vaccinated New Yorkers can receive the following free tickets to NYCFC Brooklyn. The Cyclones Lincoln Center, New York City Ferry 10. The Ride Pass to the Bronx Zoo, the New York Aquarium, the New York Botanical Garden in Brooklyn. The Botanical Garden Global Citizen Governor's Ball. Gift cards, $15 to Chelsea Market. Gift card provided by Google. It's almost like advertisements. $25 to New York City Public Markets discounts. 20% off at New York City Store. Nets playoff merchandise at Barclays. Free food. Free fries from the Shake Shack with purchase for anyone who's been vaccinated. Because nothing says I'm COVID proof as a vaccine and a cholesterol-inducing heart attack from Shake Shack. Has anyone done any fucking research on what COVID wants for dinner? I mean, let's face it. It's a virus, right? It's a bacteria. It eats protein. It eats the human body. That's what it does. it's designed to do. It overtakes the body. So explain to me this. Why are we shoving down trans fats in a freaking burger, shakes, and french fries when that is the number one thing COVID goes after is people who are obese, people who have diabetes, and generally out of shape, heart disease. It kills the weak. So let's go ahead and give them Shake Shack. I'm sure that will go over well. How about a voucher for a free burger or sandwich? When vaccinated at New York City mobile vaccine site memberships, you can get a two-week membership to City Bike, membership to public theater. Well, isn't that fantastic? Who's paying for all of this? Is there a fund? Oh, no, it's your taxes. I'm sure New York loves that. The news comes after Ohio Governor Mike DeWine, Republican, announced last week that anyone in his state who receives the COVID vaccine will be entered into a drawing to win $1 million. There will be five winners over the course of five weeks, per a report from the Daily Wire. The Buckeye State is also holding a lottery for kids who receive the coronavirus vaccine. Their drawing, however, is for five full-ride scholarships to attend an all-in-state college or university. I'm sure those kids will love that when they're brain dead from a fever of 107 after getting the COVID shot. Why are we incentivizing children to get this shot? It makes no sense. Getting our 12 to 17-year-olds, quote, vaccinated is so important that we will have a separate incentive for them. DeWine said, on Wednesday, May 26, we will announce the winner of a drawing of all those 17-year-olds and under who have been vaccinated. And the winner will receive a full four-year scholarship to Ohio State University if they're still living after the shot. This will include tuition, room and board, and books. Never mind that they have an elbow growing out of their fucking shoulder. On May 18th, an electronic portal will be open for young people who have been vaccinated to be able to register, the governor added. This is the Tide Pod generation. If you think that they're not going to enter multiple times by getting multiple vaccines on multiple occasions, I bet you, I will bet you my bottom dollar that somebody will die within the next month who goes in and gets a shot and then does the second shot before they're supposed to, or third or fourth or fifth, just to go ahead and have a better chance of winning, even though that's not the way this works. This is the generation that ate Tide Pods, folks. Don't put it past them. Quote, we will do this every Wednesday for five straight Wednesdays, each time randomly selecting one student to receive the full four-year scholarship. Here's my point. 
you have to bribe somebody to get the vaccine, maybe the vaccine isn't worth getting. I have a question. Riddle me this, Batman. I'm a big hockey fan, as you know. Most of you who watch the show, if you haven't watched the show, I'm a big hockey fan. All of the NHL players have received the vaccine. All of them have received two shots. They are inoculated, so to speak. At least for what? Three months, six months, a year? We don't know. How come people are going out with COVID protocol? How come they're sitting players? How come Perron for St. Louis Blues isn't playing? How did he get COVID? The question remains is, is this vaccine truly working? Is it doing its job? Or are the states that have actually opened up created a herd immunity simply because the human body has done its job? Yes, Texas and Florida got hit. They were some of the earliest hit along with New York, but they stayed open. They didn't back down and they continue to make sure that human beings face this awful disease. And yes, people died. But they also recovered faster than every, anyone else, faster in California, faster in New York. In fact, Texas just released that two days ago was the first day that they had no coronavirus deaths reported in the entire state of Texas. What is that, 32 million people? If you have to incentivize to get a vaccine, you don't have to incentivize to make sure that I have my, my, uh, my uh, polio shot, an anthrax shot in the military. Totally fine, especially if I'm going to be facing anthrax. I get it. Typhoid, fine. You want to give me some antibiotics? Fine. You want to give me a flu shot? Okay. But I don't know anything about this vaccine. And we don't know what it's going to do to 12 to 17-year-olds. And they're actually pushing to vaccinate 5-year-olds. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. My kids have their chart. And they have every single shot. Minus and come hell or high water the risk. Because the odds make sense. But we have no data on this. Remember when Ritalin was going to be put into the water for all children? Yeah, well, I went on Ritalin. I had chronic nosebleeds, brain zaps. I would bite my tongue in the middle of sleep because I would have borderline seizures. It created hyperactivity in me, nausea, the inability to sleep, anger issues, and it probably altered the chemical constructs of my brain. This is the reason why I am the way I am. The point is, is we don't have enough data and we don't have enough interest. There are not enough parents who want to vaccinate their kids at this age. And incentivizing them and paying them millions of dollars is not only on the cheap. There's something foul about it. There's something dirty about it. I can't quite put my finger on it. Besides the absolute exploitation of the tax dollars that are being collected by New York, it's just not right. People will do a lot for a million dollars. People will do a lot for a prayer and any hope, especially in this climate. Maybe money would better be issued to the people who truly need it. People who died and are affected. People who left kids without parents due to COVID. Maybe they could use the money and we could back off on the vaccine trope. But we all have to go ahead and change our avatar and say, I got the vaccine. Because what does that do? Absolutely nothing. Earlier this week, an assistant professor of biology went viral after they shared a video of a crab hastily building a sand-based lodging. And this video is, I want to be clear, it's cute, okay? There's nothing wrong with the video, and yes, I'm going to pick it apart just a little bit. But I will tell you, it's a great video. It's a little sand crab. He's building a sand home on the beach, and I'm going to watch it with you right now. Thank you. 
For those of you who didn't see the video, it was a tiny little cephalopod. It looked like a spider with a shell in the sand and was positioning itself in a hole that it had dug, picking up a little bit of sand and then making a ring. It looked like that fake dog poo that we all remember when we were kids. Listen, outstanding. But why do we have to make a woke situation about this? Somebody made a comment underneath that was just quite clever and cute, and it said, but humans are the most advanced species, the Twitter user added mockingly. And then the professor had to chime in. We are not. No species is more advanced than any other. Oh, Christ. Really? Pardon me for using half of the Lord's name in vain. Are we kidding? Now we've got to go ahead and be woke about crabs. We have to be sensitive to these little cephalopods, these little terrors in the sand. Each species is uniquely adapted to its environment. This crab could judge any other species for their inability to build sand houses, etc., as being less advanced. It's all a matter of perspective, they added. A crab is going to judge others based upon its structure of a domicile. What? Okay, I just got back from the eastern shore. I am sure that any crab could have latched onto my luggage, taken a ride home, knocked on my door, and said, I'm sorry, this house is inadequate. Are you fucking insane? You're telling me that crabs have emotions and feelings and rate the overall aesthetic value of where you live? I think you're giving crabs a little too much credit. I think we're giving professors a little too much credit. Call me old-fashioned, but I believe humans are more advanced than a crab or indeed any crab, or in fact, any other living thing on this planet. Yes, it's impressive. This crab is able to build a basic load-bearing structure with its claws in a visually appealing circular design. But did the crab even seek permission from local authorities for construction to begin? Did he get the right permits? If he's so smart, why didn't he do that? Did he secure a low-interest loan for building? Is he going to tie it to his business or an LLC and receive a tax deduction? How does the crab intend to leave since it basically bricked itself in? Being so smart, Einstein-like. Is he going to smash his way out and then rebuild the roof every single day? Don't even get me started on the lack of indoor plumbing. Presumably forcing the crab to live in its own shit. That sounds delightful. Also, let's debunk the argument that this crab could judge any other species for their inability to build sand houses as being less advanced. A human child could build a sandcastle and much more with little help. Introduce some rudimentary tools and the quality and safety of the structure would vastly improve and be superior to what the little crab made. If we were to introduce a modicum of thought into the mix, the human would build a house on a platform above sea level, improving their chances of avoiding being washed away into the ocean and then subsequently consumed by a giant sea-dwelling monster. By any objective metric, this is actually one dumb-as-dog-shit crab. Let's also raise an important factor here, consciousness. Yes, it's somewhat impressive for the crab to achieve this feat of construction. But what sparked this action? 
Was it a blind and robotic event fueled by genetic pre-coding? Or did that crab wake up that day, brush its claws and comb its shell, and decide to move? If we're comparing species in terms of advanced capability, surely the decision to develop such capabilities is the most impressive of all. After all, we can't compare the physical flying abilities of birds and humans. But it's clearly more impressive that humans decided to build their own flying machines while roasting any birds that made any disparaging comments with potatoes and gravy. Yes, every living being in nature has evolved as a more effective version of past versions of its own species. That is what evolution is. But humans are the only ones to do so consciously with the intention of self-development, often despite severe physical weakness and limitations. That's why we're the most advanced, because we decided to be so. Opposable thumbs, rudimentary tools, primates have these. Whether you believe we came from monkeys or we came from the rib of Adam or whatever that is, it doesn't matter. The point is, is we have conscious and collective thought, and our inequities are just as strong as our strengths. We have an unbelievable amount of capacity for thought. We have our minds. We have our hearts. We have this in common with all animals. But the one thing an animal most assuredly does not have is a soul and a conscience. Lions do not feel empathy for their prey. I've never, ever, ever, ever would say that a lion, while eating the stomach of a gazelle, says, maybe I should have just asked if he wanted to share. Could I have one leg instead of the whole thing? No, they pretty much will eat anything. Man, woman, child, baby, doesn't really matter. Animals are not evolved in that way. Do they feel pain? Do they have emotion? Of course. Do you kick a dog simply because you can? No. Do you treat cats right and not swing them by their tails? Yes. But honestly, about five seconds after it happens, they're not thinking, why did my owner hurt me? They're thinking, holy shit, I'm never going near that person again. It's a fight or flight or instinct value. And the crab does not make a domicile for aesthetic value. It doesn't make it to feel better about itself. It makes it to survive. So it can lay eggs in a safe environment. If they even lay eggs. Do crabs lay eggs? Oh, God, I don't even know if cephalopods lay eggs. No, they don't. No, they can't. They don't. Holy shit. Somebody find out for me. But the point is, maybe they use it to store food. Maybe they use it for protection. But it's all survival instinct. There's no conscious thought to this. It is a part of evolution. And to say that we have to assign a level of intelligence that's human-like to any other species of animal is ridiculous. It's not arrogance. This is science. And your emotions and your feelings, facts don't give a shit about those. I appreciate that there's a cute video about a crab. I also understand I'm probably overreacting. But when you say that I have to care about the emotions of some stupid thing under my food chain, I don't. I won't. And I shouldn't. Folks, thank you so much for watching tonight. Do crabs lay eggs? No, they can't. They, they, they don't. I've seen tiny baby little crabs and hundreds of them, thousands of them. Spiders lay eggs. Cephalopod. Somebody find out for me. I'm going to read it because I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight unless I find out. That is why I am so knowledgeable, folks, is because I can't let like, stuff like this go. Once again, please join, like, share, subscribe at your favorite social media place. You can agree. You can disagree. You can love me. You can hate me. All I ask is that you don't unfriend me. 
I will go out like I always do with the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255-PRESS-1. 22 veterans a day commit suicide, post-traumatic stress, TBIs, anxiety, depression are all very real, and our veterans suffer from these. 22 veterans commit suicide a day. It is way too many. They need a conversation. It starts with you. PTS isn't curable, but it's manageable with the right help. You can get them this help by reaching out, making the phone call to a vet and giving them this number. If they won't listen, call me. I will help out. Sometimes it takes a veteran to talk to a veteran. And lastly, if none of that works, you can go to don'tunfriendme.com, click on the VCL link, and you'll be connected to a Skype operator free of charge by video conference. This is also good for civilians. VCL will not turn away anyone, even if you're not a veteran. Give them a call if you need the help today. Do crabs lay eggs? Gosh, I don't think so. It's just something you would never ask until you're doing a show and you talk about it. Folks, that's it for 156. Go Avs tomorrow. Go Strohs tonight. I hope your hockey team wins. I hope you have a wonderful day. hope you're getting some sun. It's beautiful weather out. seems like everywhere is doing great. Have a wonderful, wonderful night, and I will talk to you tomorrow.